What's up, Abundant Babe? I'm so glad you found your way here. You're in the right place for the highest of vibes, the silliest of laughs, and the best of the bunch. All things related to spiritual entrepreneurship and creating holistic success. This is your host, Viola Hug, a coach for women who desire to have it all, alignment, wealth, impact, and joy. Come find me at Viola Hug on Instagram, join my free Abundant Babes group on Facebook, or grab a copy of my best-selling book, You Are an Abundant Babe, on Amazon. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Abundant Babes podcast. This is your host, Viola Hug, and I'm excited to have you back and have another session of connecting with you. And today we're going to be doing that as I have this amazing conversation with an Olympian, an author, a speaker, a coach. I know. Sounds amazing. (laughs) So excited to welcome Danielle Kettlewell to the podcast. Welcome, Danielle. Hello, beautiful. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited because, um, I mean, we've only really briefly connected on Instagram, but just like with a quick kind of overview of what you do, I'm like, yes, your mindset is so on point. You know, like there's so many cool things that you have to share and such a unique and fun story, I think, um, that I'm really excited to dive into this conversation. And I'd love for you to start with like sharing a little bit, like, so firstly, when I saw you're an author and a coach, I'm like, yeah, like, you know, a lot of people I connect with do that kind of stuff. And then I saw you're an Olympian. I'm like, that's different. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) Yeah, Um, it sets me a part of it. Yeah, it does. It's kind of cool. But I would love to hear your story. Like, how did this all develop? Like, what came first, the chicken or the egg, the Olympian or the coach? Like, Mm. how did it all transpire? Like, what did, what did, yeah, what does the story look like for you? Uh, It's, um... Yeah, it, it it's quite a it's a it's a long one. Um I and I literally wrote a book about it, but um <laughs> it, it started really back, you know, all the way back in the early 2000s when um at about 8 years old, I started in Vancouver, Canada the sport of synchronized swimming. Um, so that's my Go sport Canada, of choice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, that's my sport of choice. And that's what I um, competed at the Olympics. And, you know, I um, was the youngest of five children. And my mom put me in the lots of different sports growing up. And I did swimming, mm-hmm. I did gymnastics, and both of them were kind of just not for me. Um, mm-hmm. And then she found this miraculous, crazy little sport um, of synchro. And I fell in love with it after a few years. And the one problem was that even though I loved it with my entire heart, um, I was not that good at it. <laughs> I really was very much the, you know, the, the great team player, the girl that had an amazing attitude, but I was never, um, you know, most likely to become anything to say the least, or so I thought. Um, mm-hmm. And I continued doing the sport throughout high school, just purely out of love of doing it and out of the fact that it was my passion. But I was kind of always like the reserve. I was the girl on the side. I struggled with so many self self-doubt, self-worth issues, so many limiting beliefs. Um, And you struggle with my weight. And I just had this, you know, limiting thought in my mind. I was like, I'm never going to go anywhere this, you know, there's no point even dreaming because I, you know, that that's not even a possibility for me. So in year 12, I decided to at 18 years old, retire or walk away because at that point I could try out for the Canadian national team, which I would have never made it on was very far from being good enough there. Or I could just kind of go down the regular route, um, go to university 
you know, do what, you know, my mm-hmm. parents say, do the good thing, the practical thing. And, and that's the, the road I followed. Um, and I stayed involved and I, I was, my coaching kind of started actually, um, you know, before the Olympianness, but it was coaching in sports. So, right. um, I was, you know, teaching, uh, little girls how to be, um, yeah, to do synchro. And I, I right. did it recreationally as well. And just a few hours a week with some friends. And, um, in 2013, I was actually training one day. I was going to university full time. I was working a couple jobs. Uh, and I was, I went to a, a training session with some of my teammates and we did this thing called highlights. So we created like, they're literally like human pyramids underneath the water. And we all exited up to the surface and created like a spring and one of my teammates jumped up and usually they do like a flip and go down into the water Um, but this one time my teammate went up and came down on my head and I drove home that night um, you know with it with a bit of a headache not feeling that well and I was trying to study for my midterm the following day and when I got home and I was reading the words on the paper and I knew it was English but I like I literally couldn't read it I I didn't know what it was saying and I I look over at my mom and I was trying to explain to her what was going on and I couldn't have words come out of my mouth and the following day I went to the doctor and I got diagnosed with a concussion Um, Mm -hmm. and you know this is the time in my life where I was very busy um, and I you know the only way to recover from a concussion is to lie in a dark room really mm-hmm. and do nothing um, mm-hmm. for about a month. And it was, you know, a, a side effect of concussions is depression. And I can, I can imagine anyone who has to, you know, lie in a dark room kind of by yourself for a month would fall into that victim mindset, that why me self-pity mindset. And I very much, um, that became, you know, my life. I was like, why is this happening to me? I, you know, I was so frustrated and kind of angry at the world. I'm like, mm-hmm. what did I do to deserve this? Like, this is, is this karma? Like, I don't understand. Um, but little did I know it was kind of like the universe giving me some rest time before I catapulted into, you know, what my life was about to come to become, Ooh. which I had you know, no idea at the time. And I, um, about a month into, you know, my rest and my, um, recovery from my concussion, I was starting to feel a little bit better. And, and one day I was, um, I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone um, who was living in Montreal at the time. And, and funny enough, both her and me, we used to be synchronized swimming teammates. And both of us um, have Australian-Canadian dual citizenship because mm-hmm. my parents are from Australia and so are hers. And Ooh. when we were talking on the phone, she got this message. A message from the assistant national team coach of the Australian synchronized swimming team. And they asked her if she'd be interested in trying out for the team in the hopes of qualifying for the Olympic Games in 2016. And this is the end of 2013 at the time. And she got this message and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing for you. Like, this is so good. I was like massive cheerleader. I was so stoked. And we were chatting about it. We're like all the possibilities of what could happen. You know, the, the team in Australia was at a different caliber. So the possibility of her making it was much greater. And then she kind of, after a few minutes, she looks at me. It was like, Danielle, you know, you could actually do this too. And I like pretty much laughed. I was like, no, there's no way, right? There's no way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause I just had so much self-doubt, so much um, lack of belief in myself. And then I kind of sat with this possibility of, you know, what, well, what if, like, what if this could be the possibility for my life? Like, it's crazy. A hundred percent. It's a, so impossible, but somebody has to be that 1% that makes this happen. Mm-hmm. And what if I just give it a shot? And I kind of projected myself forward in my life. And I was like, you know, if I'm lying on my deathbed one day, would I rather have gone for it, gone and given it my everything and tried and maybe failed? Or would I rather have, um, you know, not even taken the first step and been too afraid and backed away? 
or maybe there's this chance that I could have actually made it a possibility. And I sat with this, you Mm -hmm. know, thought and I realized, you know, fuck it. Like I have one life, you know, I got to take these opportunities. People don't get these opportunities every single day. And I pretty much like decided to grab it by the balls. And despite all the fear inside of me, despite all the limiting beliefs, I'm going to take a leap and give it my everything and just at least freaking try and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Within six months, I kicked my concussion recovery into high gear. I dropped out of university officially. I packed up my two bags um, and I moved to Perth, Australia, where I didn't know anyone or anything, but I moved there to train with a team and I got myself in the environment to start to improve. I started to and become fitter, become more skillful. And I eventually made it on the team. And in 2016, I qualified myself for the Olympic games and competed in Rio when four years earlier, (laughs) I was watching the Olympics in Vancouver, Canada, the London Olympics, you know, with Mm -hmm. tears in my eyes of pride and beauty in what the Olympic games is. I would have never expected that four years later in 2016, I would be actually, you know, walking out there myself as an Olympian and much more than that, like spend five years on the national team, go to three world championships. And, um, you know, I finished my, my sport last year going to my last world championships and I competed as Australia's first mixed duet, a male and female synchronized swimmer. And I was so proud to be part of making history for Australia. And, wow. you know, I, decided to believe in myself. I decided to go for it and give it my everything and give myself the possibility of, you know, quantum leaping really into my greatest reality and Mm -hmm. making that possible and living out an impossible dream. And that's what's led me to writing my book and doing the coaching now, because as much as I, you know, was an athlete, a hundred percent, what made me master my mindset and master my reality was, controlling the um, possibilities of my mind and realizing that changing your mind, working on your beliefs, working on, you know, that subconscious patterning that runs like 95% of our life can literally have an effect on our reality. And if I'm someone who thought I could do nothing with my life, who thought I would never make anything in my sport and I achieved the greatest thing possible, imagine what I could help other women do. Imagine Mm -hmm. what I could help them, you know, find deeper fulfillment in their life, find deeper love love for their passions, live lives that they never thought that was possible for themselves. And that's kind of what led me, you know, beyond sport into coaching, into sharing this message and into inspiring other women um, to go after their purpose, go after their passion and live a life that matters for them and not follow the grains of society if that's not what they want to do. Mm, yeah. And I think that's like one of the, the biggest themes that I'm hearing there is that like when it comes to these limitations, it was really a lot of the self-talk. And for so much of your life, you had the self-talk that it was like, you weren't good enough. Oh, there's no way you could apply for that. There's, you know, no possibility. And then suddenly when there was kind of like this little grain of hope, you're like, well, what if, you know, and it was kind of like changing that talk. Um, yeah, which I think is so incredibly important because regardless of what we want to do, like I kind of talk about this a lot, but, um, I really believe one of the reasons we feel we're so crazy when we have like that goal, like, Oh, what if I could be in the Olympics or what if I could start Mm. this business or what if I could do this thing with my life that I really wanted to, to, you know, really would want to do. And I think that the thing about the Olympics, it's like a cool analogy because the percentage of the world (laughs) or sports Mm. athletes that end up in the Olympics is so low, but it's like, when we talk about entrepreneurship and that kind of thing, it's like, everyone has a place in entrepreneurship, whether you want to make a little or a lot, like 
there's so much room. Um, exactly. Which is and really, really not, cool. Yeah. And it's, and it's especially like in the world of entrepreneurship, there's a place for you. So, yeah. you know, talking, there's no point in talking yourself out of it because that is uh, a reality, but it never is a reality for you if you don't believe it to be possible. And mm. also the importance of it as well, which I always, you know, you know, I do my best to summarize it in a few minutes, but one of my main messages when I, when I speak on stage as well and, and, and share this story is the fact that, you know, in, in 2016, I was walking into my Olympic team trials. There was five international judges flown from all over the world. And I was a couple years into this impossible pursuit. And I was really faced with this fact of, well, what if I actually don't make the games? You know, I, I had this incredible belief. I put everything on hold. I took, take, have taken a leap in my life. But what if I actually don't make it? What if I quote unquote fail? Mm-hmm. And I was kind of sitting in this moment and I had this, you know, epiphany that kind of washed itself over me. And I realized, holy crap, it was never actually about the Olympics. It was about the pursuit of greatness. It was about something greater than myself and believing and counting myself in and going after it with everything inside of me. Mm -hmm. And if I made it to that accolade, if I made it to the Olympic games at the end of the day, that would be the cherry on top. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is that that pursuit with the Olympics are not proved to that version inside of me that I was good enough to do something. And it was about the person that I became, the experiences that I had, the lessons that I learned Mm -hmm. and not actually about the thing, not actually about the Olympic games. And even going out there in 2016 and competing, you know, I swam two routines, a three and a four minute routine, seven minutes of my entire life was brought down to, you know, this experience of the Olympic games and standing up there on stage afterwards, you know, I was standing up there and it goes by so quickly. Mm. And I realized again, like it was never about that. That was amazing. And I'm so proud of myself, but it was about the actual experience and the journey. And that's why it's so important. You know, I share with people to fall in love with the process, especially in the sense of entrepreneurship. You know, we can have these massive goals that we're working towards, which is so important. And I I do Mm -hmm. encourage that, but it's important to stay in the now and remember the beauty of the present is the fact that, you know, we're going after this because we love the day to day. We love, you know, the grind. And when you're loving, it doesn't feel like a grind. We've got to love the process. And when you're in the love of the process, you know, you, we need to realize that we're actually already living the dream. And Mm -hmm. releasing ourselves from the expectation of what the outcome is, not only is a process of being able to manifest greater realities, but it actually usually leads us to achieving that anyways. But our happiness isn't dependent on achieving that. Our happiness comes from doing the thing that makes, brings us joy and we're pursuing every single day. I'm so glad you said that because, um, That is, I think, one of the biggest things that I struggled with on my journey. And I see so, I think like actually a lot of us are wired to think about success that way. It's like, it's only successful if you make it to the Olympics. If you want to make a million dollars, you're only successful when you made a million dollars or your six figure business or whatever it is that you're desiring. Because um, we, we definitely have like a, you do the thing and then you get the award kind of mentality in life. Yeah. Um, but it is so not about that. And I think that when we think about success, it's like probably all of us have achieved a goal before that we thought was going to feel a specific way. And it didn't feel mm-hmm. that way when we hit it, you know, it was kind of just yeah. like, Oh, is this even really a big deal? It was easier than I thought it was. Like, you know, your mind just like immediately robs you of the significance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when you really, really think about it, like any time that you've ever felt like good about your life in hindsight, it isn't because you're like, oh, I had that thing and 
you know, if you achieved a goal and that's the only thing that you're looking back on, it's probably there's like internal work that needs to shift because um, it's, it's not about those external things we achieve, but success is really like being able to look back at our life as a masterpiece, being able to feel like we're proud of who we were feeling like we impacted people. And at the end of the day, like if you made, um, like with this million dollar goal, if you, your goal was to make a million dollars in a year and you made $900,000 in a year, like, Oh, mm. boo hoo, like cry me a river. <laughs> like, yeah. And you didn't fail. Like not, we need to exactly, like, change our mindset around that. failure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think and that's like get crippled by it as well. They like people don't allow themselves to go after something because they cr- get crippled by the fear of failure. But, you know, you know, I, I'm all for goal setting and I think it's incredible, but I think, you know, what society has really, um, you know, I, have you heard of smart goals, like um, yeah. specific, measurable, achievable, um, all of that. And I, and I really, I think that's great, but I think in, when we're going after something and we're measuring it, like you said, like if you're going after making a million dollars and you make nine, 999,000 like in the sense of that smart goal technically you wouldn't have made it right you would have failed but I think it's so important when we're setting those goals to go back to the intention like what is the intention and why I actually created this, but this was because I wanted to make a difference in my life. I wanted to be financially free. I wanted to help women around the world. I wanted to have my own business. And if we go back to the intention of why that goal was created, quite often, if we didn't technically achieve it according to those specific measurable achievable goals, we still actually did achieve it because based on our intention, we have gotten there. And I think we need to come back to that as a society based on the very masculine side of like the yes or no. Yeah. To be honest, smart goals make me want to gag. Like, yes I'm just like yeah oh, definitely boring yeah <laughs> yeah and it it, I think it's good for people to have like an air like uh, to understand you know a kind of a way to like ha- a direction to go because just saying like I want to feel good I'm like okay like let's get yeah. a little bit more specific but it shouldn't be the pinnacle of if you fail or succeed yeah and I think there's like real beauty in having an intention to work towards like I always say it's it's where we have to allow our energy to flow because if we have no idea where the fuck we're going we're just going to be wandering you know like yeah but it's like um how I like really really see it is like I believe like the desires the goals all those things that we want they come to us from our higher selves they channel to us from source Mm. because it's like possible for us anyway right Mm. and so they come through us in that in that way and then but the the interesting thing, and this is what I want people to really like understand is like, they don't come through because that's maybe necessarily the exact goal you need to achieve to feel that particular way. Right. So let, let's say an example is you see yourself making a million dollars or you see yourself on stage speaking, or you see yourself doing this and like, kind of like the big vision. The reason that's coming through is because your higher self is very smart and it knows that it needs to speak in a language that you currently understand. So it's like, what is, how can your higher self communicate with you the direction that you should take, the step you should take based on how you currently perceive the world and how you currently are seeing success, right? Like I know a lot of people when they first start visualizing, it's like they see themselves on stage speaking because like for a lot of people, that's like the... Um, like one of the ways we perceive like being successful in our craft of helping other people Mm. and sharing a powerful message is speaking on stage. That doesn't mean you have to speak on stage to get the satisfaction, have the impact or all the things ultimately like, yeah, you might end up speaking on stage, but it's not actually about that. But your higher self is going to show you that and get you excited about that goal so that you're, you start taking the right steps towards your goals. Right. 
Yeah. And it's about like, as well, uh, you know, in the same sense, I absolutely love that. And it's, you know, the importance of as well, I think getting kind of specific on what it is, because like, like you said, where your attention, your attention goes where energy flows. And if you don't know what you are, you know, working towards as well, like I truly believe the universe doesn't know how to support you. Like if you are scattered in what it is that you want to create, the universe is like, okay, well, like I can't really help you that much here. Like when we are more specific or more, have more clarity in it you know it doesn't need to be so completely structured but then the I truly and I've seen this in my life and other people's lives like the universe conspires to make it happen when you know what it is that you want and it is aligned with that higher version of yourself and truly feels good yeah exactly and so it's all about like the intention but also the right thing behind it because I know when I had goals um but it was like really the goals were centered around like how I would feel validated by my peers versus how Mm. this is actually what I just really, truly desire. And I can't tell you why it's just what I want. And that's it. (laughs) Like Mm. though it's such a different intention behind the goals as well. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think that, yeah, there's, there's so much beauty in, um, learning to dream big. And one of the, the, um, the quotes that I just absolutely love and always kind of resonates with me. Like I'm, I mean, I'm not ashamed to talk about like the financial goals I have in my life. I want to be a billionaire, like straight up. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And, but it's like when we say, for example, like I make a million dollars, um, the, the quote is um, make a million dollars, not for the million dollars, but who you need to become to make a million dollars or something along those lines. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And what I love about that and what I've really seen in my own journey is because, I mean, I don't know how much you know about my personal story or, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, it might be one of the first times you're tuning in, but I come from like a lot of financial struggle and a lot of debt. And, um, when I finally started making money, which was really only just a couple of years ago, um, I, um, had so many fears I carried with me from like past bad decisions I made about money and um, past conditioning about money. And, and really for the fact that for most of my life, I lived in scarcity around money mm. um, with bo- both my situation, but mainly in my mindset. Um, mm. And then like now I get to a point, like my husband and I, we have these conversations sometimes because, you know, things shift and your life. I'm like, we're having our first baby. We're like, Mm. you know, things are very different in our life and people are like, Oh my God, like what, what are you going to do with your business and your whatever? And I'm just like, I'm fine. Like, it's going to be absolutely fine because Mm. it's gotten to the point now that who I am will always be able to make a lot of money. Like I'm just Mm. have no doubt in that now because who I've become, how I see opportunity, my relationship with abundance, my, my willingness to follow my intuition is so strong that I don't believe there will ever be a case where I will not be able to, like, if I lost everything, I would not be able to bring myself back to financial abundance because who I am at my core has changed. And I believe that to be true for everyone as we grow. And especially if we're not just doing things for the sake of doing things, but we're really integrating, we're really allowing ourselves to be shifted by the work we're doing. A hundred percent. And you even hear of like, you know, I, I love listening to people's, um, you know, financial success stories as well and, and creating mm-hmm. the abundant mindset. And there's so many people out there, you know, that have created that massive multi-million dollars wealth and then lost it and then created it again because they oh, knew yeah. they could do it. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, you know, our life is a, is a process of cycles and, but it also can be positive cycles. So if, if, you know, something happens and there's a financial crisis and you lo- lose it, if you've created that, that mindset 
wiring in your, in your brain, it, it's going to be possible to do it again. And like, mm-hmm. that's why when I shifted from pivoted from being athletes to going into, you know, more business and mentoring and stuff like that, I knew that I would be successful. I knew that it might not be, you know, instant fame because you know, that that's what the world projects as, you know, virality and, um, instant gratification. But I knew that I would be successful because I could shift my, take my mindset for being an athlete and doing it there to doing what I'm doing now. And it was like, same thing as you, like absolute certainty. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think like such a powerful lesson for anyone who's listening right now, as well as like, and it's funny because it's like one of the core things I teach in like my program, Soulful Business Academy is like you have to claim and own what you want. And I think I love that because you came that your confidence kind of came from what you've been able to see yourself achieve in the Olympian world. Mm. Um, and you were able to transfer that over. And I know when I first started my coaching business at the start of 2018, it was like, um, it was just like this kind of like whole body. Like I was so like, you know, before that I was kind of so not doing things that were aligned and whatever. And so by this point I was like, so in it, I was like, I'm a coach. I'm amazing. And I'm going to make this work. You know, yeah, it was like this whole body ownership. And that's what I see for so many people is like, they're kind of like waiting for when they feel like they can fully own it. And when they're good enough to, um, say that they have a powerful message to share, but it's not about that. It is not about that at all. It is actually about, um, when you're ready to claim it, when you're ready to own it, when you're ready to trust yourself and just share your message and know that if it's coming through you, it's coming through you for a reason that that's when you're going to call in the, the, um, results and, and the people and all the things to align with that opportunity. And that's only then going to kind of like affirm that belief further, but you have to give yourself permission to own it first. Mm, Yeah. The world is just waiting for you to realize that you always have been enough, you know? Um, (laughs) and, and I think, you know, in situations like I share with the women I work with too, is in the sense, like if you need to create proof in your life, like look back and see the the things that you already have accomplished Mm -hmm. and just work on shifting that mindset to what you're wanting to do next. Like in the sense, of what I did as well, because maybe it's like, yeah, business is a new realm for you, but what have you done that you, you know, were really successful at so far? Maybe it's like being an amazing mother or (laughs) doing really well at school. Like you can just shift that mindset to the different environment and will you with time will start to um, flourish in that area as well. And especially like with everything that is going on in the world at the moment, like people need us to be living in our passions and our purpose and in our shine. Like the world needs it. Like we are waking up as a collective with this whole coronavirus thing going on that there's no more time to waste. I truly feel like, feel that like, you know, we are going to change the world by changing our little parts of the world, by living in our genius, whatever it is. And also staying in the lane of knowing that what we are doing is enough. Like if you Mm -hmm. want to be a coach, if you want to be an author, if you want to run a small business, or if you want to start a daycare, like as a mom, and that's what really matters to you, like that is enough. And Mm-hmm. not comparing it, not thinking there's too many people as well in the market. Like I know I've heard people be like, Oh, well, there's already so many, you know, podcasts out there. There's already so many coaches out there. There's already so many, whatever, you know, insert blank statement. And it's like, yeah, but there's also so many people and there's so many people that are going to relate to your message based on someone else's message. Someone might relate with me that might not relate with you or vice versa. And mm-hmm. that is why we all need to be doing our little parts and our little 
areas of the world to make that ripple move into a tidal wave. Yeah. And, and it is so true. Like that abundance mindset is so key. And I remember that's like one of the things that I decided I really wanted to like embody when I first um, started my business because I feel like if we can believe there's enough abundance for other people, we will always experience enough abundance for ourselves. Um, and like, and so, you know, even this is just such a small thing, but it's like on my podcast, I, I let people share whatever they want. Like they can share their social media, they can share offers, they can share whatever, because I know that my abundance isn't at threat just because somebody else is also doing something amazing. You know, like it has nothing to do with that. And I think that's, yeah, a really important thing to, um, there's enough, there's more than enough to go around for every single human being. And your voice needs to be heard. And exactly like what you said is like really sitting in the enoughness of it. Cause it doesn't matter what you're being called to do. There's a reason you're being called to do it. And you've yes. got to believe that. A hundred percent. I totally agree. And as well, like, um, everyone's story is worth hearing. Mm-hmm. you know, because, um, you know, I've, ha- I've had people say to me before, Oh, I want to write a book too. Or I want to, uh, I, you know, I want to share, I, wa- I want to do this, but you know, my story is not that interesting. Oh, that's not true. Everyone's life could be a book. Everyone's mm-hmm. life could be a movie, you know, and there's going to be somebody out there that has had similar experiences that is going to relate to you. And that's, you know, I think the beauty of podcasting and, and storytelling mm-hmm. as well as because we can see our experiences reflected in other people and mm-hmm. see that they are like to ourselves. So if you are someone right now that is out there is like, well, you know, maybe my story isn't worth hearing or what I have isn't worth hearing. Like that is just a blockage either from the conditioning of society or the limiting beliefs growing up through your life that you need to break through because somebody out there is waiting for you to share your light so that you can change their world. Mm -hmm. That was one of the biggest limiting beliefs I had before I wrote my book as well. And like now I, all the time people are like, oh my God, I love your book. It changed my life. And I'm like, so happy that it was like, it was such a a big thing. And I think one of the reasons as well is because we're so close to our story that we just think it doesn't matter. But when you actually tell your story and you also give yourself permission to explore your own story, like we actually had an episode recently with um, a lady who talked about like becoming an author. And this was like a huge part of the topic, but like exploring your story and giving yourself permission to like, look at yourself in a different, through a different set of eyes. Like you'll see you have an awesome story. And I just thought of one more thing based on what you said earlier, um, that I wanted to kind of circle back to and how you said, like, if you're starting something new, you might not have evidence that you could be good at. Like, for example, if you, you are just starting coaching or if you're just wanting to like, even if you already have an established business, but you're kind of wanting to offer a new level or a new offer or whatever. And then you're noticing like fear, whatever coming up. It's like, yeah, looking back at your life and looking for proof of like, like you said, like when you've, um, done really well at school or you were a great mom or whatever it was. And I think like an important thing that is so powerful for me and my clients is, um, not only just focusing on what the actual thing was, but focusing on who you were within that. So, because that's always transferable, you know, it's like school, it's like, I did, yeah, like I did well at school, but how is that relevant to my business right now? You know, but if you say to yourself, well, you were committed, you were persistent, you, you know, showed up for yourself, you made it a priority, you, you know, you knew how to prioritize with being a good mom. It's like, you're compassionate, you communicate well, um, you know, you're, you're 
uh, able to like see things from a really like unique different perspectives and meet people's needs in different levels like being able to look back at all of these different decisions that you've made you know where you took courage where you had um resilience and understand that those are the things that are transferable <laughs> like that's really the power that you hold and it's like if you have proof that you were courageous before you can be courageous again and that's all this really yeah. is, is being courageous and then <laughs> prioritizing it and believing in yourself and I think in everybody's story, there's an example of that somewhere, even if it's a decision to do what you're doing. Yeah. And even if it's like, you know, I think some people get crippled by um, the the possibility of the whole journey. Right. And, and yeah. I relate this in the sense to like, when I decided to go for the Olympics, it was a lot, there was like, you know, 1500 steps between me and there. But, and, and I think sometimes people cripple themselves with that in business as well. Well, cause they're like, Oh God, well, I want to yeah. do this and I have all these things that I need to do. So I might as well just not start. But you know, the important thing is to focus on, okay, what is the next step that I can do today or tomorrow to get the ball rolling, to make this actually happen and, you know, keep, your eye on the light at the end of the tunnel, but also at the same time, keep your head down and just focus on what's the next step. What do I need to do today? What do I do, need mm -hmm. to do tomorrow? Like I heard this great analogy, um, this one podcast I love listening to on business and money. He was talking about the fact that most of his um, successful in the sense of holistically successful as well as financially successful friends that are running multi, multi seven figure businesses. He says that they, you know, in their new business ventures, they build the parachute on the way down. It's, mm -hmm. he, you know, in the sense is they don't necessarily have the entire thing, you know, already ready to go when they start, but they build it as they're going and they have the first step. And that's all you need to do because I think sometimes we think that people that have gone after something incredible or had, you know, traditional success, they knew everything before they got started, but you, all you need to do and most likely you'll find out is they just kept figuring out what the next step was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's like, it, it also comes back to this whole thing. Like most of us already have everything we need and we already know everything we need to know in order to make it happen. It's just like, mm -hmm. it's actually just, um, the the defining things are not the skills you know or what you 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 know already know how to do or don't know how to do like you know people sometimes say to me like oh I don't know how to run a program I don't know how to run a mastermind I don't know like and I'm like yeah that's fine it's because you haven't done it before but you know how to be resourceful you know how to try things out you know how to exactly. you know and it's like everything we we actually really have figured out inside of us it's just believing that a little bit more and also knowing that it feels harder to believe those things just because we've been conditioned to believe otherwise for so long in our lives. Mm, yeah. And it's like, if you as well, like, I love what you're saying about, you know, your higher self channeling stuff through, like, if this is truly what your higher self is wanting for you, what you're, you know, I call it like the whisper inside your soul, what it's wanting for you, you know, the people that you're serving, as long as you're coming from the beautiful intention inside of yourself, you know, usually aren't going to care if it's a thousand percent perfect. You know, it's, yeah. it's okay to screw up sometimes. It's, it's okay to make mistakes. It, as long as you're in that, in, you know, beautiful intention that I'm here to serve people. I'm here to do my best. I'm here to do my passion, my soul mission, whatever it is. And mm -hmm. if there's a few tweaks that are, you know, need to be fixed, that's no problem. People show up for your energy. People show up for who you are and, you know, the love that you have to offer, not necessarily like the perfect system that you have a thousand percent of the time. You know what I mean? Like they, they want your, yeah, it, it's that sharing of that energy exchange and that vibration. Um, because mm -hmm. that is what's going to make, you know, the difference in this, in the, in the field. 
Oh yeah, definitely. It's like, we need to be human <laughs> as well. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and that's uh, not a bad thing. <laughs> you know, there's exactly. nothing wrong it's with needed. that. It's needed. It's very yeah. much needed. Oh my God, this is so cool. It's so cool hearing your perspective. And I think like, um, it's really, really cool to hear because it's such a tangible example um, of all of the stuff that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, in terms of like, if there's anything else that you would like want to share with the audience that you feel like is really important based on what we've talked about today, or does anything else that's coming through, like, do you feel like there's another message on your heart you want to share today? Um, I think just the importance of what I find is the importance of embodiment, you know, the embodiment of, um, who you are in your every single day and also what you're working on offering in your business. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is something that, you know, I realized I had a lot of blockages for a while because I was, you know, being this athlete, I was, had lots of cool experiences. I was traveling around the world. Um, you know, there's many struggles, but I wasn't actually sharing that. I wasn't being the, an authentic embodiment of the version of my higher self that this world needed for me to be. And I found that my life had all of these roadblocks along the way. And once I started to get true in who I was and be an embodiment in, in every aspect of my life, being authentically me online, authentically me and my business, authentically, you know, voicing what I truly needed and who I wanted to be and having my own daily practices that, you know, as well, I share with, you know, the, the women that I coach, that is when I started to see the ball rolling and external success. And most importantly, success in the sense of deepest fulfillment. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I, if I really encourage, if people are having blockages out there in, you know, what they're doing or what they're going after, asking yourself if you're in true holistic embodiment of what your business is what you're trying to offer because sometimes especially in the social media world it can be easy to present that we are doing this thing on the outside but are we doing that on the inside you know when Mm -hmm. when the world's not watching because that's (laughs) when the true success or the true you know the the universe is listening and it matters and when we start to do it for us just for the reason of knowing that that makes us feel good you know the outside ripples are going to start showing and um yeah, that that's something that I really encourage women to to ask themselves honest questions about. Like if you're finding blockages coming up in your business, are you fully being an embodiment of that in every aspect of your life? Oh yeah, it's always a mirror. <laughs> it's always a mirror. And I love this conversation. I think it's a conversation that needs to be had a lot more because I do hear a lot of conversation around like find a, you know, a, a niche or like a, you know, a hole in the marketplace and fill it and find out what people really want and offer it. But it isn't about that because if you're not embodying it, it's creating what, like what I call split energy. It's not actually creating like a clear manifestation channel for things to come through to you. Um, and I believe that our souls like totally have a knowing, like, even if we don't consciously know why or why not we're called to people, like we're most likely, if you are being like really, really pulled to work with someone or to follow someone or to, um, follow their story, it's because also in their life, they really, um, actually lead themselves and what they're leading Mm. people online with. Yeah, definitely. And like follow the pings of your intuition too. Mm-hmm. You know, this masculine world is going to try and quieten those, but you know, the world that we are, that is awakening right now, the world that we are moving into in this like age of Aquarius is listening to those 
those intuitive movements. And even if it's, um, you know, just reaching out to someone because, you know, they popped up in your mind or following this, you know, business route that may not be in the masculine sense of marketing and statistics, like the most, you know, the best way to go down, you know, if that's what truly feels good in your, in your body, in your intuition, in your in the depths of your soul, like follow that because that is your guide, not mm-hmm. necessarily, you know, the, the, the stats and statistics and the marketing, like five tips mm-hmm. on how to succeed financially. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So true. And it's yeah. like, it's beautiful when those things all line up, but it's like, yeah, it really has to be within your energy first. Mm-hmm. So, um, where can people connect with you if they kind of want to follow your story more or, um, they just want to get in touch? Like what are the best places yeah. for them? Yeah, um, you could. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Danielle Kettlewell underscore, or find me on my website DanielleKettlewell.com. My book is available on Amazon and Kindle, and we're working on the audiobook coming out. And it's called The Unlikely Olympian, um, and it shares my story um, as well. You know, this is you know what what came through to me when I started to write my book. I was having all these blockages because I was very much in my masculine mind, and I started to get deeper in my own meditation practices mm-hmm. and all of that. And it literally like. My my book kind of channeled through me, you know, I had to meditate every day and it, this, you know, this, the weaving together of my story and my message and, you know, what I share with other people on how to live, live their dreams, you know, came through me into the process I call and have now created a program called the clarity code. So, you know, for women that are out there, because, you know, I share this message of going after your dreams, doing what your soul purpose is, but so many people are like, well, I don't know what my dream is. You know, I have mm-hmm. never allowed myself to think big enough. I don't know what my passion or my purpose is. And so through that, like through my book, And now my program, The Clarity Code, I help women get clear on what is it that we can create is your special sauce. Like what, Mm -hmm. how can we combine together your passions and your gifts and work on breaking through those limiting beliefs and get you to understand like the universal laws of this, this world and understand energy field and vibration to be able to realistically create a plan of how we can manifest this reality, you know, for you in the next year. Um, And most importantly, have this like deep um, mindfulness practice along the way and focus on, um, you know, the present moment and coming back to our state of gratitude every single day and realize that the process of going after our dream in its full embodiment and authenticity is the reality of living it in in our every single moment. So mm-hmm. my um, Clarity Code program is coming out next month in April. Um, if anyone wants to join in on that um, and I share my wisdom and my knowledge and everything from my book um, and take a, a group of women around the world on how to find their passion and their purpose, kind of like the step before, you know, what you, you're doing as well, because I think that's needed too. Cool. Awesome. And um, Yeah. So obviously that's going to be linked in the show notes below, which is cool. And if you um, enjoyed this episode and you kind of just want to share with the world, please screenshot, upload it onto your Instagram stories and tag me at Viola Hug and Danielle at Danielle Kettlewell underscore. And um, yeah, feel free to reach out if there's anything else. Um, But thank you so much for being here and listening to this episode. Thank you, Danielle, for sharing your story and your wisdom with us today. It's been really great. Thank and, you so much, Viola. And I oh, always yeah. like want to, um, yeah, shine the light back on you. And thank you for giving women a platform to be seen and to be heard, to share their message abundantly around the world and, and giving, you know, sound bites of uh, beautiful information to people out there that need it at this time. So thank you so much for everything that you do. Oh, thank you so much.
much. And if you're enjoying the Abundant Babes podcast, it would mean so much to me if you leave a review and a rating and share it with a friend, you know, whatever way you feel compelled to share it. I feel like there can never be enough people sharing good messages. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you extra um, thumbs up and good vibes if you decide to write and review. And we will see you next week on the next episode of the Abundant Babes podcast. Bye-bye.